Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Steve Kane, and today we are studying Masechet Rosh Hashanah Daf Chaf Dalet, Tractate Rosh Hashanah, page 24a and b. Now, page 24 is uh, discussing how you determine whether the testimony uh, about the new moon uh, is acceptable. And um, some of the questions you might ask a witness when they come and they say they saw the new moon, because the new moon would come out uh, just at sunset. And so how did they see the moon? Which way was the moon pointing, for example? Um, or um, how did you see it? Did you see it directly? Or did you perhaps uh, see it not directly, but reflected um, in the water? And um, it continues to uh, discuss um, how um, a Rabban Gamliel, had different shapes of the moon, and so when people would come to them, um, they uh, discussed, uh, he, he could understand uh, exactly what they were describing, whether or not it should have been that kind of shape of the moon. And the, uh, the page continues with a discussion which is also found in uh, Masachet Avodah Zarah, uh, the tractate which deals with uh, idol worship, about what exactly constitutes um, idol worship in terms of objects that you make, that is, uh, uh, which parts of, uh, of the human body or, or faces, which objects in the heavens, and, uh, and things of that nature. What I would like to concentrate on today is um, the declaration that the, um, that the big dean, that the court would make when they've decided that the new moon was indeed sighted, um, and it was now going to declare that it was Rosh Chodesh. Now, this would always happen either on the, um, the day after the 29th, that is the 30th, or the day after the 30th, that is the 31st. And there is a good deal of discussion as to whether it needs to make this declaration uh, on the, uh, for the 31st, because, of course, had they not declared the 30th Rosh Chodesh, the 31st would already um, uh, automatically rather become uh, Rosh Chodesh. And uh, so therefore, <clears throat> the prevalent opinion is that um, uh, that it is indeed um, only, um, it is only announced uh, when Rosh Chodesh is going to be the day after the 29th or what would otherwise have been uh, the 30th. Now the Mishnah begins by describing exactly what the head of the Beit Din would do. It says, Rosh Beit Din Omer Mikudash. The head of the Beit Din would uh, declare that it is sanctified. In other words, the new moon has been sighted and the 30th is now Rosh Chodesh. And all the people respond after the head of the Beit Din and they say, Mikudash, it is sanctified. Mikudash, it is sanctified. That's a very interesting um, kind of responsive reading, if you will. The Beit Din, the head of it, says uh, Mikudash, and then the people respond. Interestingly, at the end of the Mishnah, 
you have Rabbi Elazar um, ben uh, Rabbi Tzadok, who says that um, this is only done when Rosh Chodesh will be the day after the 29th, but not if it is the day after the 30th. Why? Because Ein Oto, they don't sanctify it, Shekvar Kitshuhu Shamayim, because heaven has already sanctified it. Like I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, if Rosh Chodesh didn't come after the 29th, it always came then after the 30th, because the new moon must have already appeared by then, even if they hadn't seen it. So, according to Rabbi Elazar ben Sadok, the um, the new moon at that time is not um, uh, sanctified by the Beit Din, but rather sanctified by heaven, and therefore there is no need for any kind of announcement or response. Now, a little further down in the page, the Gemara asks, Minalan, how did they know? What, from where do they know that uh, they should have this responsive uh, action by the people and the head of the Beit Din? Amar Rav Papa, Rav Papa says, Amar Kra, Asher Tikru Otam. So uh, the verse about, uh, about the declaration of the holidays in Vayikra in Leviticus says um, the following, Daber el Bnei Yisrael v'yamarta alehem mo'adei Adonai asher tikra'u otam mikra kodesh elehem mo'adai. So it says that uh, you should speak, this is Moses, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, uh, the festivals of the Lord, you shall declare them, declarations of holiness, these are my festivals. So now the Gemara makes a play on words. It says that um, the word where it says Asher Tikru Otam that you should um, declare them that that is you should declare these festivals that are, that they are festivals. It says Kribe Atem. In other words, it takes the same letters for Otam them and it changes it changes the vocal vocalization from uh, them to Atem uh, you. In other words, you should declare it. Um, and so, according to Rav Papa, that is the um, that is the source for the Beit Din declaring the day to be holy, and um, uh, it is a play on the uh, on the word Otam and uh, reading it is instead Atem. Um, so, um, what that is um, it is saying here is that the declaration of the holiday is something that was done by the people. Um, that is, it wasn't simply something which was declared in the Torah as a particular date, but it was a it was a uh, uh, participation of both the the people and and God in terms of determining that date. It was a partnership, and indeed that partnership I think is exactly why the Mishnah includes the statement of Rabbi Elazar Barabi um, Tzadok um, when he says that um, if it was uh, if it did not appear. Uh, if the new moon had not appeared so that the 30th or the day after the 29th was Rosh Chodesh, that you don't uh, sanctify it because uh, it has already been sanctified by the heavenly court, if you will. Uh, and the reason for that is it says that in declaration of um, of the uh, of the new month um, that it is indeed a partnership. Sometimes it is the Beit Din that declares it. And the people respond and witness to that. And sometimes it is heaven, if you will, that declares it. And so, uh, it, so it seems to me that this, um, uh, the Gomorrah on this page is 
reminding us that um, the Judaism, that Jewish life, that the day-to-day -day, um, uh, calendar is a, is a partnership between God and, and the people, uh, that you not only include the leaders, the head of the Beit Din, but the whole people respond. And in its time, when, um, uh, when uh, it, the leaders themselves have not had the opportunity to declare it Rosh Chodesh because the moon wasn't seen, then it's God's turn. Um, and so, uh, so this, this uh, particular Gomorrah, I think, uh, shows us the, um, the concept that Jewish life is indeed a, uh, a combination of both uh, human input and, um, and divine input. And each has its own place and each has its own time to declare that a particular day is holy. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.